November 6, 1996, Seinfeld beats its own awards show in the ratings. The dubbed version of Dragon Ball Z premieres in U.S. syndication, and the O.J. Simpson civil trial is about to begin. This is the Federation Podcast, a Patreon bonus, WWF Raw Championship Friday. I'm Tyler Fudge. And I'm Travis Fudge. This is a Federation on Shuffle episode, isn't it? I guess. I don't know. Isn't it? Yeah. Maybe? Like, yeah. It is a part. It's exactly what's been. I suppose. Been I suppose it is a Federation, Federation on, on Shuffle. Shuffle. This is the first Federation on Shuffle I might have ever been on. It is. I think, I think it, it is. is. Welcome to Federation Shuffle, bitches. I don't know how this usually goes. <laughs> it's a little more <laughs> modest. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Travis, Seinfeld did 13.7 in the ratings. The Emmys itself that was on at the same time did 13.4. <laughs> I'd like to know what episode of Seinfeld this was. I would like to know, too. So, September okay. 6, 1996. September 6th. Right. While you're looking for that, the top five TV shows of that week go down like this. Number five, 2020. Number four, Home Improvement. Number three, The Emmys. Number two, Seinfeld. And what do you think is number one, Travis? In 1996? Yeah, The September. Simpsons. September of 1996. Simpsons never starts till October. Good Lord. Um, fuck. I don't know. Um, uh, X-Files. Uh, X-Files, nowhere near it. I guess. Um, yeah. Monday Night Football. Oh, oh, okay. Monday Fair. Night Football gets like a, a 19, where Seinfeld gets like a 13.7. So, funny story, Tyler. This uh, this rating that Seinfeld got September six yeah. was a rerun. Really? Yeah. Season eight of Seinfeld would not start until September nineteenth of nineteen ninety six. Oh wow! It, wow! It ain't that fucking crazy? That is crazy. That is crazy. A, a rerun, rerun of Seinfeld beat the Emmys. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. <laughs> but this is right after uh, the cliffhanger where uh, George Costanza's wife dies from licking a toxic envelope oh so maybe they're redoing the i don't know i don't know crazy you want to know what else was debuting at this point in time on television this day superman the animated series debuted on the ww the wb (laughs) the WWE network (laughs) superman series the mighty ducks cartoon that i adored the shit out of never even seen that before debuted on abc uh, it actually got better ratings than Raw itself. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. Uh, then there's other shows like uh, Big Deal, Power Lunch, uh, Nick Farino, Licensed Teacher, The Jamie Foxx Show, and a TV show called Homeboys in Outer Space. <laughs> I have not heard of any of those shows, but Homeboys in Outer Space sounds like it could be a fun watch. Oh, you want to know more about Homeboys in Outer sure. Space? <laughs> sure. You already had it. Yes, you're going to talk about it anyway. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> the plot centers around two astronauts, Tiberius Ty Walker <laughs> and Morris Clay, who flew around the universe in a wing car named the Space Hoopty in the 23rd century. The duo's car which was a cross between a lowrider and an 18-wheeler, was piloted by a talking female computer named LaQuinta. Wow. Yes. Do you want, do you want to hear a commercial for Homeboys in Outer Space? Sure. This is a car. May the force be with you on UPM. Criminals beware. Rat Man is here. They're no match for a gerbil. They're the cheesiest crime fighters in the universe. When will I see you again? Whenever there's injustice, I'll be there. And canaries will fly out of my... 
darker than I remember. Homeboys. Oh, my. <laughs> the season finale next on UPN. Homeboys in outer space. Kind of want to watch this. I kind of do, too. It's a, it's a, it's a season. 23 episodes just one in one season eh? it's yeah it's uh, surprised that it didn't go on for longer wanting to see all of the adventures <laughs> of homeboys in outer space it was it, it was very batman-esque like that sounds music like is there because it sounds like very, cheesy adam west batman very much so very much so to the point where i remember one of the characters plays uh um the main guy in the Adams family in the TV show that used to come on when we were kids. The new Adams yes, family. Yes, the new Adams family. He was. Uh, Is he Gomez? Gomez. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah. I was. I could think of Morticia, but I couldn't think of Gomez. But yeah, no, that's that's homeboys in outer space. So, Ted, Ted, that was a great little portion to see happen. You know, like when I came across it, I was like. Homeboys in outer space. This is fantastic. I could talk about homeboys. Who doesn't want to talk about homeboys in outer space? Oh God, it, uh, I, I really hope that this is like easily accessible. I when I was looking on YouTube, I found like a bunch of episodes. Okay, cool, cool. So, it's probably like a Daily Motion treasure trove out there, there for is. them. There probably is, like the PJs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Travis, the main reason why we're watching this episode of Raw, Raw Championship Friday. USA Championship Friday. Actually. Raw USA Championship Friday. They okay. called it USA they Championship did. Friday. The, the logo does say that. The logo is terrible. It is. Just a terrible fucking logo. plant the USA Network logo right over Raw. Yeah, <laughs> right Jeez. in the middle of it. Uh, but we're here today mainly because this episode, not just because it was a, a Friday episode of Raw, but... It's the episode where JR announces that Diesel and Razor Ramon were on their way back to the WWF. It's a very subtle announcement. They don't make it a huge part of the show. By any means, it kind of overshadows the fact that Brian Pillman announces Bret Hart's coming back at Mind Games. It's a noteworthy episode of Raw. That, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, because it's a Friday episode of Raw, and they wanted to make it like this. Well, uh, When we talk about the ratings there, we'll... We'll get more into it, but it does do higher than most Raw episodes. Yeah, and being on a Friday, too, you probably got to stack the odds because Fridays aren't a popular night to put yeah. anything on television anyway. No, not really. So they have a title match. You know, they they have a bunch of announcements for the pay-per-view. And, there's, you know, it's it, it does it does serve its purpose. So uh, he made the announcement that JR and or that Diesel and Razor Ramon are making the return to the WWF soon enough. Let's just hear a clip of JR, you know, just just how small this is in the grand. Like, they don't, it's almost like they're embarrassed to even talk about and it. Now, the first time that Kevin Kelly even hears that he doesn't even really play it off, and then he's like, Can you repeat what you said, JR? <laughs> Are you sure? You know, Kevin, I've been in this great sport over 20 years, and right here tonight, I am going to break the biggest story of my broadcasting career. Certainly the biggest story of the year in the WWF. This is going to be shocking. We'll have it all right here tonight. For those of you that don't know, The Undertaker, due to some lingering injuries, suffering the boiler room brawl, had to be hospitalized this week. The Undertaker just released from the hospital today. JR, was that the scoop you were talking about? Well, no, it's not, Kevin. The, the breaking story we talked about early in the program that I really believe will be the biggest story of the year in the World Wrestling Federation is this. Big Daddy Cool Diesel and the bad guy, Razor Ramon, are on their way back to the World Wrestling Federation. I have that on very good authority from some very reliable sources. 
Unbelievable news, JR. What a huge story that would be. <laughs> Unbelievable news, JR. Like, it, it's almost like Bob Coddle's type of reaction. Well, it's, it's the reaction of a guy that's not hyped up for this stupid angle. Fantastic. That's great to hear, JR. Now, you may <laughs> ask yourself, why would the WWF, more importantly, Vince, try to pull such uh, just a, a low tactic, a dirty tactic? Now, apparently, this is to stop Eric Bischoff from using any association with the WWF and Hall and Nash. So, basically, if Eric Bischoff were to ever say, you know, like, we have Diesel, we have Razor Ramon, well, no, you're talking about two wrestlers we have on our on our roster. So, now you're kind of taking our gimmicks kind of deal, right? So, they, they kind of, it's just, it's just like a, the when I was reading this article, it kind of just made it out to be, you know, like, they're just covering their own ass. But at the same time, you got to think it's Vince just being like, I made Diesel, I made Razor Ramon, I could put anybody in those bots. Are they still um, in that lawsuit? That no, that's been settled out of court. It's been settled out of court. Yeah. yeah. Fair yeah. enough. But obviously they've been probably planning this for weeks. Probably. Because it only just goes goes away weeks prior to this. Yeah, I'm wondering when they actually debut them because JR says at one point that they're going to talk more about it tomorrow mm-hmm. on Mania. Yes. Yeah, which is the hotline. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like what Livewire ended up becoming. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, in a way. Now, Fake Diesel and Razor Ramon were respectfully, and I say that loosely, played by Glenn Jacobs at this point in time, better known as the Christmas Creature or Isaac Yankum. Or, Unibomb. You know, Unibomb. And, like, as we would know him to be Kane or, you know, corporate client Kane, you know, whatever you want to remember him mm-hmm. as. Uh, but let's, uh, do you want to hear how he portrayed Diesel? Do you want to sure. hear him cutting a promo as Diesel? Sure. You know, lads, I've come out here. And you have portrayed me as a thug, as a, as a hitman, as a bad person. Let me tell you my side of the story, all right? Ever since we came together as a tag team, Razor Ramon was the weak link. When we could have won the WWF Tag Team Championship, Razor Ramon was the one who got pinned. It would have been better if I had just been in there alone against Davey and Owen. Davey Boy Smith and Owen Hart. But <laughs> I had to bring Razor in there with it, and he messed the whole thing up, okay? Okay. <laughs> See, now, why would they get them to talk? I don't know. Like, it's one thing that they don't look anything like them. But, like, he doesn't even talk like Diesel. No, he doesn't even talk like him. Like, he, he can't like, even talk. No, he just talks in Glenn, ja- Glenn Jacobs' voice. Like, you're, you're, you're Diesel. You gotta be like, well, you know, you, you slow everything down. You know, you, you play it cool, not you play it Glenn. You know, <laughs> like, fuck. But now seems to be in in, in storyline Razor Ramon is kind of a you know Diesel doesn't really like him because he's taking pins now he's played by Canadian wrestler Rick Bogner 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 oh Travis knows his shit he's picked to betray Razor Ramon reportedly because he had done an impression of Razor Ramon for Paul Heyman while working in ECW that year and here he is Apparently, Paul Heyman told Vince McMahon that this guy can do a killer Razor Ramon impression. <laughs> and let me know to tell you guys, he really can't. <laughs> do you really? Do you want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you do, because I got it. First, hello, Gene Ross, I want to say thank you. Muchas gracias, man, to bring me back to the WWF. Que paso, Savio? What happened? 
You didn't get enough of Big Daddy Cool and Razor Ramon and my games? <laughs> Tomorrow night, Chico, you're gonna find out who the real bad so it's like he watched Scarface and he's like, okay, so Scott Hall was pure Puerto Rican, right? So I'm going to talk like a pure Puerto Rican guy. So like, he's like, Del Safo, Savio. It's like, what the fuck? Are you fucking from Bill and Ted? Sounds like he's like got, Spicoli. He's got marbles in his mouth, man. See, to me, he sounds like Server Spicoli from, from Fast Nines of Ridgemont High. Hey, bud, let's party. Let's party. <laughs> but yeah so that's that's the state of what's going on here but now just a little side note here just to fast forward to when they get fired or well when uh razor ramon gets fired vince mcmahon was famous for giving employees his home phone number and telling them to call him anytime night or day if they had any ideas or questions bog uh, bogner 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 had it been booked in weeks and one day called vince mcmahon to acquire what was up and mcmahon answered and said rick don't ever call me at home again. Razor Ramon was fired a week later. <laughs> wow. And then you never would hear from him no, again. He would just, he would, I think he would just literally leave wrestling. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, but Travis, we should uh, we should get into this show. So this is WWF Raw Championship Friday. It's actually episode 174. Uh, this was taped on August 19th, 1996. Airs September 6th, 1996. It's from Wheeling, West Virginia at the Wheeling Civic Center. TV stations on the Wheeling Network. No, it's on the USA Network. It's commentated by Jim Ross, Kevin Kelly, and a sport with Brian Pillman. It did a 3.4 in the ratings. Which, it's not bad compared to what they've been doing. 2.0s, 2.4s, 3.6s. Maybe Friday Friday was a blessing. They're also not going head-to-head with Nitro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, the same night of of Raw, the Mighty Ducks and Superman debuted. They did, uh, I can't remember what they did for numbers, 5.1 for Mighty Ducks, and Superman did a 2. So, Superman not really faring too well here. But Mighty Ducks, they beat Raw. Uh, X-Files, because uh, I knew you were going to ask, did a 6.4. Uh, Family Matters, can you remember Urkel? Yeah. 8.0. That was around 1996, hey? Yep. Yeah. Wow. 2020 did a 13, and Monday Night Football, 19. I'm not surprised no. on 2020. News. News and... Late, like, evening primetime yeah. news. Yeah. 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 Story piece news. Like, yeah, investigation, yeah. investigative journalism kind of deal. Uh, so... Let's get into it. The show starts with a nice video package showcasing how bad it could be if Goldhaus were to beat HBK for the WWE Championship. They make it out to be if, you know, if a, if a homosexual becomes champion, all hell will break loose. Michaels will lose his smile. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I know. It, it's well done, though. I, I like. I like these kind of video packages that they do at this time period. I do. I, it's I think what it, opens up the show. I think it gets overlooked as well. Yeah. The, no, these, I get you. It's balled on, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, in the weeks prior, uh, they've been doing this thing where Mr. Perfect has been stealing Hunter Helmsley's women, mm-hmm. which I think is a fantastic gimmick just to see Mr. Perfect on my TV because I never get to see him at all. Yeah, well, he 
commentated SummerSlam. Yeah, but that's... You, you, you didn't see him. No. Um, yeah, they show footage of him stealing Hunter's valet, even at um, the the fair show that they did at that stadium, the 23,000-person yep. stadium that they said was on hand. Actually, there was a legit 21,000 people there. That's very impressive. Yeah, that's very it's impressive. It's an expedition stadium in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, apparently it's it is a very big venture that whole weekend, uh. But I was as as flabbergasted as you were, and I was like, I'm gonna check that out. The CNE that, is, is that what it was C- called? I think it's the CNC or the CNE or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I wanted to check it out, and I I had to look it up, and it was called uh, um, WWF Explosion or something like that. I can't remember what well, what's it called. Or was it experience? experience? WF experience. Yeah. Yeah. TNA explosion is what I was thinking. Jesus of. Christ. <laughs> a little far off. A little just, just, just a little a tad. Just a tad. But this is a quarterfinal match for the Intercontinental Title Tournament. It's Hunter Hearst Helmsley taking on Psycho Sid. And boy is he over. Holy fuck, man. Like he is hella over. On par, maybe even more over than Sean to this crowd. Maybe. I was watching. Because, uh, I mean, the crowd went pretty fucking bonkers for Sean. But at the same time, like it was like a constant loud roar yeah. when Sid was out there, man. But mind you, talk about it all the time. That fucking charisma. It's loaded with charisma. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was watching OSW uh, WrestleMania 8, I think. Yeah. I think so. Sid and uh, Hogan. Sid and Hogan, yeah. And like just like the pop that Sid gets compared to Hogan's is just unreal. <laughs> it's so it's crazy. It's like wow, Sid got a great fucking pop at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he was over, sure, but I mean his matches are. At least this one was impressive. What was really impressive though was Sid and his one-handed chokeslam. I thought that uh, Hunter selling on the power bomb too at the end of the match was fucking great. Yeah, but uh, well, well Hunter's in the doghouse now. He's got to do what he can oh, do to fucking. Yeah. He's barely ever on TV. Yeah, and when Hardly. he's on TV, he's getting fucking murdered. Mm-hmm. You betcha. And he's getting ridiculed by someone that doesn't even wrestle at this point. But um, I love that how Jr. says that Sid's not going to redefine the fireman's carry. He's just going to beat <laughs> you with intensity and power. And th- that's something cool. I think at this point in time like 20 30 years ago when you got someone that has no technical prowess whatsoever and they wrestle yeah. and it's like well you're not going to see anything fancy here whereas today you got to call someone like John Cena who doesn't really have much technical prowess unorthodox and you got to use fucking buzzwords <laughs> like that and stuff like just just say like yeah this guy he's not fancy but yeah. you know he's yeah. he's got retard strength <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like Sid would hit a one-handed chokeslam, like we said. Uh, Mr. Perfect would then make his way down to the ring. Sid then hits a power bomb and he gets the win. This match is very short, like a couple minutes short. That's that's why it's a good Sid match. That is why it's a good Sid match. You're it's, goddamn right. It's just him going over. That's yep. it. Post-match, we got Perfect uh, whispering uh, sweet nothings into uh, Kimberly's ear, who's a very cute girl, by the mm-hmm. way, that Triple mm-hmm. H had by his side. I can understand why he'd be upset when he came to and realized that, oh, the lady left with the with somebody else. Maybe that's why he got China, because he knew that Mr. Perfect wouldn't want to steal her. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's like, Man, I got Sable, Mark Merrill steals her. I got Mr. Perfect stole all my other ladies. She, she's a big bitch. I'll take you. 
you could you could you could carry me to work. And that's, that's yeah. He went down to be. Killer Kowalski's yeah. training center and he spotted her. And his first choice was Perry Saturn, but then he realized that the skirt was just a gimmick and he went on to China. <laughs> so gross. But uh, Owen Hart has already advanced to the yes. next portion of the finals. Yes. So he will be facing off against Sid. Yeah, he does I face guess, off right? against Sid. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I can't remember who goes through. I, I feel like that I one like might the, be a schmoz. I feel like the finals, Hart and Merrill. Could be. Could I, be. I feel like it is. I feel like that is I the think Merrill's got to get the IC title at some point. Merrill does. Merrill, I mean, not to he jump ahead, but we're not going to be doing an episode to Mind Games. I don't think that title tournament finishes at Mind Games. If it does, well, Merrill goes over, guys. <laughs> I would imagine it would finish at Mind Games. That would be the proper culmination to a tournament. Yeah. It, you wouldn't want it to just carry on over after the pay-per-view. And be like, well, No, folks, that would be a stupid time. The night after the pay-per-view on Raw, we'll conclude the IC title tournament. Everything else aside, they do do another one of those promos of Ahmed Johnson and his, and his weak kidneys. There's nothing really new to be said there. It, it, these are continuing off to be, you know, like some of the best stuff Ahmed Johnson's doing at this point in time. But still, you know, there's not much being said other than the fact that they do expect him to be back by the end of the year. And he, I th- he comes back by Survivor Series, I think. Or at least before Sounds Survivor right, Series. Yeah. Get, That's like get a lot of talking part. from his physician and shit like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Give more weekly updates. Not as uh, riveting as the uh, Randy Orton weekly updates that we used to get oh the rnn too yes rnns they were great uh but we continue off with the wwf intercontinental title tournament another quarterfinal match this one between Wildman mark marrow and stone cold steve austin if you wanted to see this match again then here you go <laughs> here is your chance fuck it i've seen this match a dozen times since watching these raws yeah and stuff like that leading up to wherever we are right now yeah it's a very popular match to have it is it, like it you is. see it, it a lot a lot and dude, austin at this point in time is a really good worker you know this is yeah. before he breaks yeah. his neck so he's he's really good technically his knees don't seem to be uh shot not yet no uh marrow himself you know marrow's marrow he's got some flashiness he's not the greatest wrestler in the world but i mean he's he can he can do uh but he can do <laughs> yeah he can do he can do <laughs> <laughs> As Austin comes down to the ring, though, this is when Jr. makes his biggest announcement in wrestling, and Pillman is also on uh, on the horn as well. And he says that he's really close to Bret Hart, and he's kind of like shit eating heel going about it. Like, I don't know how much he's going to remember me, but I'm really close to Bret Hart. Blah 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 blah. blah right? <laughs> and so like, he's saying that he's going to have uh, Bret Hart at Mind Games, and that was his return. And uh, this, so you know, kind of to me, too much. In one block to kind of announce like that, and Pillman plugs it like every chance that he yeah. talks, yeah, just as well. To try to keep it going. Talks about how like Owen and Brett are good again, and things like that. Yeah, and just kept on saying that he's got Brett at mind games. He's got Brett at mind games, and yeah, yeah, I guess it would kind of lead led you to kind of have one of them an over an afterthought, right? You'd think so, but I mean, the one that's an obvious afterthought is Bret Hart returning because it's like, what? King, Razor Ramon and Diesel? Yeah, and... You know I mean? Like, what's going on there? I don't even think Bret returns at Mind Games. I don't even think he shows up. I don't know if he does. I think it's like an Austin Pillman Owen thing that happens at that show. It could be. It could be. I I can't recall how it goes down. Uh, But, 
really, that's all this match is for. This match is a title tournament match, nothing match. Sure, it's, it's fine, but this match was purely just to make those two announcements. Yeah, it even ends in a DQ. Yeah, exactly. Austin's just pissed off, shoves the ref. And it's the, almost like our um, the Fall Brawl tag team match. Or no, 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 the Steiners and uh, Luger and Sting that on that fucking Nitro. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about, the one that was too short. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 39-second match that made Nitro's number one rated segment not its number one rated segment. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> uh, but no, Stone Cold then, you know, Stone Cold stuns uh, Marrow and then walks away. Yeah, we get a, well, the brawl breaks out and you get Tony Gurria and Renee yes. Goulet and Jerry yes. Briscoe. Oh, yep. man, just the fucking golden it's it's the all the girls, guys. This is the Golden Boys. Golden Boys. There's, there's the a shirt we made there, the Golden Boys. Golden Boys. <laughs> Wild Eye Golden Boys. <laughs> yeah, so that ends in a DQ. Mark Merrow heads on, and he's going to face somebody, whoever's going to win their match next week. I can't remember who that is, whatever that match was supposed to be. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Mark Merrow goes to the finals, so you won't even see that match. <laughs> Then we have King's Court with Mark Henry. We've got Lawler still picking on Jake Roberts. Still talking about his drinking habits. And he has some words for the newest member of the WWF roster. So uh, Lawler basically challenges Mark Henry to a wrestling match. Henry claims he isn't ready. But uh, let's check in and see what happens between these two. You want to you hear a condensed version of King's sure. Court? Sure. Sure. You got no other choice. <laughs> it's already been said. Speaking of the Olympics, I want to ask you something. You know I wrestled Jake the Snake Roberts at SummerSlam. And you know what Jake the Snake at SummerSlam had in common with the Olympics? No. They both got bombed. Uh, show a little respect, Lawler, please. Is that what he's doing? Even had one match yet, and you're already oh. making a lot of people mad. You made me mad at SummerSlam. And believe it or not, you even made Jake the Snake mad because you see, when I was pouring that bottle of booze down Jake's throat and you came up from behind and grabbed it out of my hand, Jake wasn't finished drinking it. <laughs> he got real mad. He fucking loves just throwing a bone at Jake. <laughs> he does. Um, it's fantastic. Mark Henry at one point says that uh, when, when he brings up that he got in Vader's face on a <laughs> raw prior, he's like, well, I don't like Lawler. I don't like Vader. He's like, I don't like a lot of people in the WF. <laughs> it's like, you know what? An all-American babyface who hates all of his fucking like coworkers. <laughs> hates everybody in the WWF. <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, god. First day in. I really don't I'm, like anyone here. You know, as a professional weightlifter, I know when to lift. I know when not to lift. I know when not to wrestle. I'm not ready to wrestle. <laughs> like, oh, oh my god. god. Good. Good to know. The only good part of this on Mark's hand was when he got intense with yes. Jerry. That's it. Yeah. Like, because then you're like, oh, wow, you, you kind of see that Mark Henry later on, but in a better way. Yeah. 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 No. 100%. Uh, he, he, that is a strong point at this point in time. I can't wait to see him in that red, white, and blue outfit with that stupid fucking oh, I can't wait to hat. see the abomination of that match. Oh, we got that and Jose Lothario and Cornette on the same show. That's, that's horrible. Absolutely horrible. 
But Travis, our next singles match is Mankind taking on Alex Porto, the fucking pug. Alex the pug, pug Porto. Porto. Yep. What's he good at, Travis? Getting Dirk stuck in the folds of his face? Like, what the fuck? He's a wrestler. He's the pug. He's the short dog whose brain is too big to fit in his head. He has a breathing problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can't breathe when he puts his neck back. <laughs> How do you beat the pug? Oh, well, the you hold his claw. neck back. Madable Claw will kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had to see a bat after this match. He did. He did a late night checkup. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is where Jr. Uh, or well, this is when Jr. This drops what, his big surprise. Well, this is the last one is when he announces that he has an announcement. That was in the Stone Cold match. Yes, and then they make the the Bret Hart thing. Then this one, this is where they announce that Diesel Razor Moan are coming back. But Tyler, this is not the only bomb that he drops on this. Oh no, because Jr. drops the bomb. That Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle visited Stanford Studios. Oh, uh, earlier that week. Oh, fuck it. J- just thinking about that. Fresh off the Olympics, and like, maybe that ECW with show. A neck. Yeah, because Kevin Kelly says, "Wow, what a story Kurt Angle had too yeah. coming out of the Olympics," and it's like Jesus Christ. This you imagine? Already. And uh, I don't know if this is before or after the ECW show that he know. visited, where Sam Man got crucified. But, I don't know. I don't know feel like uh it was around this time anyway in 96 well it still, has to be very interesting that that was dropped in september on a raw yeah kurt angle i didn't even notice it i really didn't uh but basically mankind makes quick work work of the pug and and that's about it that that match is done wipe the floor with him yeah like like he murdered him like he just held his head back and just committed puppy genocide puppy genocide yeah. Yeah. but uh we're going to take a break right now, Travis, to hear from our new sponsor. We're very excited to announce a new take on a classic, Psycho Sid and his Merry Men. Disney music, in case you don't know. I know. of his newfound friends, the Special Olympians, volunteered to compete in a tug-of-war against Angus, the undefeated elephant. Well, Psycho Sid, even though he's 6'9 and 313 pounds, giving away a little weight here, was no match for the elephant. But Sid's pals, the Special Olympians, wouldn't hear of Sid losing. They wanted their hero to compete one more time, and so a team was formed in more ways than one. And Psycho Sid and his special Olympic teammates were victorious. What an inspirational moment for Psycho Sid, for all the special Olympic athletes, and for each and every one of us who had the privilege to witness this very special moment. Now, Travis, it's said that one of these people, one of these special olympians that was mentored by sid he asked him well sid what do i do if i'm ever back in the corner well kid stab him repeatedly with scissors <laughs> you're my hero sid 
Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Savory scissor Sid. <laughs> uh, oh, so basically this is WWF hyping up that CNE or CNC, whatever the fuck it's called, where they played talk tug about of war with the fucking elephant. elephant. Then they played a fucking softball game. <laughs> They mentioned that they played a fucking softball game. Sid's like, I am uh, not playing even tug of war with glove. Sid had his softball glove. He was fucking ready. It's probably always <laughs> in his fucking bag. I would imagine. I would imagine. Sid's a fucking gym. Sid's Big a League gym. Chew. <laughs> Big League Chew and a, a scissors, maybe. You never know when you're going to need a, a well put, well-timed set of scissors. But uh, they show the highlights of an autograph session. They show... Uh, uh, the 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 crowd that they had it was twenty three thousand was twenty one thousand in Exhibition Stadium. So this goes on. This was on August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety six. Uh, it was considered to be the tenth uh, anniversary of the big event that took place ten years prior in the oh. same venue. Wow. Yes. Maple Leaf Gardens. Yep. Well, not no 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 no. That's no. not where it was. No 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 no. The big event was in Exhibition Stadium. Oh, fair enough. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So it was just a a, a show to commemorate that big event so cool yeah yep it looked good too you know and roddy piper was on the show yes he was roddy piper was on the show just like weird weeks before going weird (laughs) shit uh for for some unknown reason travis bob backland comes out and introduces the iron sheet love oh my god who uh you have audio footage i i do have audio footage but he's gonna be training i'm assuming the sultan Oh, of course. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah. So, here's Rikishi coming back in our fucking timeline. Just my fucking luck. Awesome. We will never escape Rikishi. No, we'll, we There are never two will. people we will never escape in timelines. That's Chris Benoit and Rikishi. <laughs> yeah. like, there's just no way. That's true. There hasn't been a timeline with a Chris Benoit. There hasn't been a well, timeline. Oh, the WCW one, I guess. The 89 uh, one. I didn't. But, didn't. fuck, he's always present somewhere. He is. Well, Nancy was there. <laughs> fuck, yeah. Right? So, right? Kinda, so, it always lurks around. He kind of did bring his bring his face around. Uh, so, Rikishi's coming back. That's awesome. At least it's the Sultan. It's not gonna be dancing, Rikishi. And he's got sick music too. So, and, well, yeah, and he's not. Uh, he's not Rikishi from the Rumble that eliminated Austin, mistakenly. No, he's no. not that Rikishi. He's not like race car decals, Rikishi. No, he's not fat too. No, he's not a fucking wild Samoan or whatever the fuck he was. Head shrinker. What? I don't even fucking don't know. know. I don't know. Samoan SWAT team. <laughs> there you go. If you have a translator next to you, I would suggest you to bring him over and help you decipher what's said. So, here is Sheiky Baby. Mr. Bob Buckler, first of all, my pleasure to I come from 10,000 miles, oldest country in the world, Tehran, Iran. My pleasure, Mr. Bob Buckler, you was yourself great all-American college all-American. Well, you know, the more things change, the, the more they stay the same, Mr. it would seem Bob here. Buckland, six-time WWF champion. That's not the only time there's a lot of W's. I come champion, and you people remember, I was the real Iranian. I come Olympic in Germany, and also United States of America, and the greatest... This interview should have been closed. Well, fans, we've got to take a quick break. And when we come back, I get.
can guarantee you. We are going to see Sean Michaels defending. The WWE cut him off on the break. And he won't shut up. Stay with us. I wonder how long he went for. Um, <laughs> it would have been great if they came back from break and he was still going. Yeah. Prior to that, Bob Backlund just like came out. All he said was that I'm bringing back a man that will win the WWF championship. <laughs> That's because when he was the champion. World Wildlife or World Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Yeah. yeah. And he's just, <laughs> I wish that you had this recorded. And he says he has a lot of abomination. For the man that will mentor the next WWF champion. And he's, he says abomination the first time. He's like, yeah, look it up. <laughs> and then he says he's got a lot of abomination for this man again. So he, he says that he's got a lot of destruction for, for him, like abomination. Like, I feel like that's not the correct word. Well, now I, now I feel like I, I have to. I have to look for it abomination but um like jr even suspects the sheik was in a home prior to this he even <laughs> says that that was a good one i like that quite a bit um a feeling of hatred it is a thing that causes disgust or hatred but is also a feeling of hatred fair enough they're abomination of indulgence mm. so he hates him but he's gonna yeah. work along with him yeah. to produce this megastar of the sultan Wonderful. Yeah, essentially, um, it's a biblical. Uh, it's, fair, fair. That was Trainwreck TV at its finest. It was great. It really was. It was absolutely god awful, honestly. But this brings us to the main event of the evening, which is the WWF World Heavyweight Title Match: Shawn Michaels with Jose Lothario taking on Goldust with Marlena. And we start with Jr. just putting the fucking hard sell to the Shawn Michaels Playboy centerfold. Yep. Yes, he is. Whew. Man, just just hammering it down the throats of yeah. every male watching the show. <laughs> oh, it's just a predominant girl audience, right? Like that's the only people that watch wrestling. It's just women. That's all. That's that's the entire wrestling market. It's it just women. It is. Nobody else watches wrestling. Right. Exactly. Just women. Uh, something that I don't think they've ever done before. Tell me if you've ever seen it before. But um, when Goldust entered, they changed the WF logo to complete gold. I've never seen that happen before. No, I didn't even realize it on, on this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought that, that was a nice touch. I'll have to go back and take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. And um, that that pre-recorded promo from Taker, Tyler, they said it was recorded this weekend yeah. or uh, earlier that week. Yeah. They said that Taker just got out of the hospital that weekend. <laughs> so he, he recorded a, an inset promo in the hospital while hospitalized with multiple injuries from the Boiler Room Brawl. So either that or he foreseen the damage that mankind was going to do <laughs> so we cut this promo like weeks in advance yeah put it in as well put it in as well yeah he's already dead put it he's in already as well. dead yeah i suppose you can't edit a, a will that's... how can how can a man that's dead visit a hospital you got a point there i feel Travis. like he needs Fucking like a kayfabe man he needs the witch doctor papa shango he to does. visit or something like he that does. he needs charles Wright. <laughs> he does Everybody needs a little like Travis. I can't wait for you to see the TV shirt or T-shirt I got coming. Oh, I can't wait. Oh fuck! Okay, it's a, it's a barbershop window, and it's, I love it when you call me Big Papa. And it's Papa Shango. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, there's also a Dennis Stamp T-shirt. Oh my 
my god! And a Mean Gene Holy Balls T-shirt. Holy balls! <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited for that. Nice. Pretty excited. But that's I'm more excited for that than I was for this match. This match, mm, it's not that great. Yeah, it's I, a television match. Yeah, there's ill-timed commercial spots. The finish is very mediocre. As is every finish, but that fucking moonsault. Yeah, yeah that moonsault is not a fucking finisher, Sean. You got the sweet chin music. Fucking use it. Yeah, like this is like when people look back and say Shawn Michaels' reign as WWF champion is good. I'm not watching this. Yeah, I mean, he's had a couple good matches. Yeah. His TV stuff is not very good. No, no sure the women maul him. Yeah, yeah. That's because he's showing his dick on. If they let yeah, Seth Rollins exactly. show his dick on a magazine too, they probably maul him. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. So. If it wasn't predominantly just like all ten-year-old girls, you know, because that's that's weird, Tyler. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, this this was like a five minute match. Like that's all it really was. Yeah, yeah. There was really nothing. And Goldust wasn't even supposed to be the person that would win this or uh, be a part of this. It was supposed to be Ahmed Johnson. Yes. Ahmed Johnson won that battle royal weeks ago. Yes. To face Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Which after. probably would have been much more fanfare. Probably would have been a little bit more exciting, but I mean, Goldust would have is popped a much better, better rating worker. too. Yeah, might have, it you might know? have, but Goldust is a much better worker than Ahmed. But uh, you, you know, you never tell in this match because there's not enough going on. There's not enough investment. They, they basically told you that they're not going to put it on him at the beginning of the show because yeah. you know it would be a travesty if Goldust, the flamboyant freak, won the title. <laughs> and it was like so. Basically, you're saying you don't want to run the company out of yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. Run the company out of business. What'll happen to the WWF if Goldust is champion? <gasps> right. <clears throat> no. Before we uh, end this match, I gotta just uh, mention that I saw on Twitter today, Jim Cornette retweeted a gif of Shawn Michaels stomping Vader's head at SummerSlam. Oh, really? And he said, of all the cuntiest things that this man has done, this is one of the most cuntiest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right from Jim Cornette's mouth. Yeah. Fucking told you so. Yeah. Listen to our episode. You can find that out on the... SummerSlam guy. I'm sure you yeah. guys have all heard it. And did you like Shawn Michaels selling for like about a minute? Marlena blowing smoke in his face? Mm. That was like the thing that he sold the most out of the entire match. <laughs> he was out on the guardrail, just sprawled out after he got fucking smoke blown in his face. I mean, I mean, sometimes depends on what was in that smoke, right? It's an unsafe working environment. It, it is very unsafe. You know? Yeah, yeah. It got, his, got smoke in his hair. And what if Bret Hart rips that hair out? It'll damage it. It will. It damage makes it brittle. Him. Yeah. Bret Hart wasn't in fault at all. Marlene's in fault. Blowing smoke in his face, making his hair brittle. Bret Hart grabs his hair and makes it fall. It's all Terry Reynolds' fault. It's all fucking Terry Reynolds' fault. See, Alexandra York's computer back in the day should have foresaw this. Yeah, if she could have just had the right equation, <laughs> she would have known. I'm sure of it. Alexandra York, you fine, baby. You fine. You fine. Anyways, that is that match. Shawn Michaels wins, obviously, because he's... They're even... Promoting mankind and Shawn Michaels in the next pay per view. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They mentioned it at um, the pug match. Yes. So, kind of, you know, who's going to win. Oh, of course. Of course. 
I, I just don't understand why companies even do that. You know, why do you promote another match and then promote a title match in between? It just makes no sense. You I know. think it's insulting. Yeah. To like inti- your your intelligence completely. Yeah. And um, I guess we glossed over that mankind was shown in the back behind a curtain during this match as well. We, we did gloss over that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, where's my sexy boy? He was screaming or something like that. Sexy yeah, he's boy. got a surprise for him. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess after the match, he shows up and tries to attack Sean, but <laughs> maybe he just tries to give him the surprise. Maybe he's just got to give. He, he, well, he did get Goldust up. Maybe the surprise was like, I don't know, a kiss from Goldust. Yeah. You know, and a cradle by mankind. There you go. Yep. There you yep. go. Sean fucking bolts. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like a slippery snake. He gets oh, the fuck man. out of dodge. I've oh, never seen a guy good. just kip up so fast in my life. Just out of there. <laughs> oh fuck. But that's WF Raw Championship Friday, guys. That is uh, the first joint Federation and Shuffle episode. It was uh, a good forty-five minute episode it, of Raw. It was. I, I will say this episode of Raw was easy to watch. There's a lot in there yep, that yep. they delivered but it didn't feel like it was crammed up no no uh i mean sure man i could have done with the mankind alex porto but i mean squash match to make the next challenger look, look threatening right yeah. yeah yeah king's court was good i thought it was i thought it was all fine and dandy so yeah next time that we come around here though for a joint episode will be another version of the kobashi masao chronicles and uh, I believe that one. Will that will that be before or after our uh, mind games episode? That will be after our mind after. games episode because this one's going to come out in between. This one will come out in between Fall Brawl and Mind Games, mm-hmm. and then Kobashi Chronicles. Kenta, the Kobashi Masao Chronicles come out in between Mind Games and Survivor Series. Poif. No, Buried Alive. Yes, yeah, Buried Alive will be the next one yeah. after after Mind Games. Well. Halloween Havoc will be talking. Well, no, next WWF one, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see you then, or uh, we'll see you at another time. Yes, and, well, keep on rocking the free world, Dan. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do.